welcome back to the podcast. Um, I'm your host, as usual, Sarah. Um, coming to you, not live, but recorded, <laughs> from uh, Montreal. Um, of course, it's been a while since I've chatted on here. Um, I just suddenly felt inspired because um, you guys may not know this, but um, I don't know, someone's birthday is coming up. AKA me. <laughs> oh, I really don't want to be that person who's who's talking about their birthday because I find people who obsess over their birthday. And I used to be like this. I used to really be obsessed with my birthday up until maybe like age 15. <laughs> but now um sort of like ugh. Um, but anyway, I, I mean, there's always that sort of anticipation right before your birthday. You're kind of like, oh, okay, okay, well, things are happening. I'm getting older and I'm turning 19. Um, I'm going to be honest, guys. I really don't feel that much for this birthday. <laughs> um, I I turned 18 um, exactly almost a year ago duh my birth duh of course you did <laughs> um and funny thing is is that I celebrated my birthday right before the pandemic really hit um my pandemic excuse me and by pandemic I mean the lockdown and the restrictions um all when all of that uh really started to kick in um I remember uh I I invited all of my m- not all of my friends, like most of my friends over to my house um, while my parents were away in Lisbon. (laughs) Sorry, mom. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. They actually knew about it. Um, And I threw a little party on a Friday night and that was the only party I've ever thrown, you know, on my own (laughs) without my parents there. Um, I guess you could say it's a party. It it was fun. It was a great, it was a great time. Um, Partied all the way until 2 a.m. until I sort of politely asked my friends to leave because I was tired (laughs) um I actually um two of my best friends stayed over and they slept over anyways um what am I even saying here I um I was just reflecting on that time and how we we thought that the pandemic was really just gonna last like a couple of not pandemic what am I saying the lockdown was mainly gonna last for like a few weeks maybe a month I remember thinking school was going to be back in session, or at least that I would have my IB exams. <laughs> what a joke that was. <laughs> Crying inside. Um, anyway, that's all in the past, but it, it's just absolutely mind-blowing to me that it's been a year. It's literally been a year um, since all of this really started happening, um, but to be fair, it actually start it like the real anniversary I would say of the pandemic. Happy birthday, COVID! Um, it was around like November. I want to like November twenty nineteen or December because that's when you know the outbreak happened in Wuhan and everything. But um, I think for most people out there, um, this pandemic, like the anniversary of the pan- pandemic, as we or at least I view it. Um, is in March, <laughs> um, because literally it, it was it was it was March thirteenth when that was the last normal day of school of of life almost, um, and I remember that weekend my parents and I <laughs> went to the grocery stores and stocked up like there was no tomorrow, and by stocked up I mean it was just like food and stuff but we only took what we thought was necessary, um, 
and of course the whole toilet paper thing <laughs> um yeah <laughs> wow it's it's such a crazy thing to think about that it's almost been an entire year of living a life like my entire 18th year of life was spent in a pandemic isn't that kind of whack <laughs> um and it's just so crazy to think how it, I, I just I really can't wrap my head around the fact that it's almost been, almost been a year and it's just crazy how it like I'm thinking about all of this and I'm also turning in a year older <laughs> it's like wait I feel like I never even got to live 18 now I'm 19 like okay um Anyway, um, I am turning 19, and I, I sort of wanted to reflect on, you know, 19 years on, on this on this earth. Um, I feel like I don't have too much to reflect on, but um, here are just some of my thoughts I've been having about turning 19. It really feels like a limbo to me. Like, 19 really, I don't hold a lot of significance at all. Like, sure, it's it's sort of the final year of teenhood, but at the same time, you're still sort of in this in-between stage where, yes, you're a legal adult, because um, at least where I live and um, where I sort of reside, <laughs> um, 18 is the legal age of, you know, you qualify as an adult. And I realize it's not the case in all countries like I know in Japan my best friend was telling me that the legal age or adult age there is around 20 or 21 I, I think it's 20 um Yuka please correct me if I'm wrong <laughs> um but at least where I live um it's 18 and so being 19 is kind of weird because I'm saying this as though I'm already 19 but I'm not but it, it the idea of it is weird um so you're not exactly a teenager. Uh, what am I saying? You're not exactly like a full-blown adult, but you are an adult and but you're still a teenager because you're the 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 number that you are it ends with teen, so 19. I feel like you're still a kid, but you have all these adulting responsibilities. Guys, can I tell you how many crazy responsibilities I have now as an you know, a student living uh, abroad <laughs> in another country. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i going to go on a tangent now. Um, but I feel like that pretty much concludes my thoughts on turning 19. It's like, it's this weird in-between stage. doesn't really feel that special, but I guess I'm legal in Ontario and other places in Canada, but that's very much Canadian-centered. Anyway, I feel like I've I've started to gain all of these new responsibilities as an adult and it's kind of disgusting <laughs> like the other day my dad was like oh Sarah so when are you gonna start filing your taxes I was like what do you mean I have to file my taxes I don't even have a job are you kidding me um <laughs> like this is actually kind of crazy I don't understand like what do you mean and he was like no 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 you have to file your taxes um Ali Khan did my brother um he did it um now you have to do it and I don't know what the law is like in Quebec so you're gonna have to research that I'm like well, okay wow I have to file taxes that's great um and just recently I'm trying to get my passport renewed and I've been having to go through all of that mess um, my Canadian passport um if you don't know I, I actually have uh, other passports um other than the Canadian, but we're just talking Canadian here. <laughs> um, and you'd think that, you know, being in Canada, the, the, the process is a little more straightforward. 
spoiler alert, it's not, <laughs> especially uh, in the pandemic. Um, but anyway, I've been having to deal with all of that. I've had to like, you know, gather paperwork. I have to sign stuff. I I have to pay credit card. I have to pay off like my credit card bills. Um, I have to sign lease papers because I'm moving out, <laughs> um, at least out of residence fairly soon. When do I move out? I move out, okay, April 30th is the last day of my lease here in my residence. Oh my god. That's crazy. I feel like I have just over a month, like a month and a half until I'm getting kicked out. Um, that's crazy. But yeah, I've been, I've been trying to figure out my living situation for next year and thankfully I've secured a place, <laughs> signed the papers, I think, I don't know, maybe two days, was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Yeah, um, but the way the, the the way that I'm doing it, it's it's a lot more straightforward. It's it's a lease transfer. I'm taking over somebody's lease. Why am I explaining this to you guys? I feel like you didn't even ask. <laughs> but anyway, that's what I've been going through. I've, I've been having to like sign papers for like apartments and file taxes and man, like I'm just tired. I'm I'm tired of all this. I I just wanna, you know, I just wanna live my life. <laughs> But apparently living your life means also doing adulting things. But um, I do acknowledge that I have, I feel like I am in a very fortunate situation where, um, I mean, financially, I don't have to worry about other, like, other things. Like, um, my family supports me financially through university and all of that kind of stuff. So thankfully, I don't need to worry about that. And I do realize and acknowledge that people you know, have it way worse than I do, but this is just me, like, complaining, (laughs) just, like, expressing and ranting about my life at the moment, but I I do, I'm not trying to come off as tone deaf, obviously, and I am just, you know, here to entertain all of you with my thoughts. (laughs) That is what a podcast is, after all. (laughs) Anyway, um, so today, I thought I'd talk about some fun things that have happened this semester here at McGill, or, uh, sorry, Zoom University. It's been, it's been interesting. Um, thought I'd give you guys maybe, like, a quick update on how second semester is going for me. Um, it's been, uh, it's been a roller coaster, I gotta say. Um, I am, I would say I'm liking my courses a lot more this semester because they're, they, they just feel a little more relevant, (laughs) to my major because like you know last semester I feel like I was still I was actually still kind of on the fence about my program at all um but now I realize like I feel like I feel like I'm happy at this program um and I was still trying to decide what I wanted to minor in so I was taking a few electives and I had to still fulfill like those stupid freshman requirements even though I came in with enough credits anyway I don't want to bore you guys um so this semester, I, it feels like I'm doing a lot more, I'm taking a lot more courses that are relevant to my major, and I'm glad about that. Um, oh my god, I feel like my phone might die soon. Oh, sorry, brief intermission. Okay, um, my phone's been plugged in. I don't want this phone to die as I'm speaking. <laughs> it's happened before, believe it or not. Um, what was I saying? Yes, um, I feel like what I'm studying just feels a little more coherent and interesting to me. Um, but damn, these assignments and exams are just really piling up. It's like, 
yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be that abundant. Um, and I'm, I'm taking five courses again this semester, so like full-time, full-blown course load. Um, but I am considering for next year if I want to get a, like a, like a work, if I want to get a job, <laughs> um, and also, you know, like have some income. I feel like that could be kind of cool, but after this, you know, this semester, it's been quite intense, and even balancing five uh, courses has been interesting. <laughs> I mean, I also took five courses in um, um, the first semester, but I had one that was like a pure elective. It was just, it was like pass-fail, so that really took off a lot of the pressure, but this one, like this time around, it's been, uh, it's really, it's really intense, and um, it's honestly just like, it's been crazy. <laughs> um, but I think I like it here. Um, and my institution recently um, announced that our um, our fall semester coming up, like after this one, so in September, things will be in person, um, inshallah. <laughs> you know, um, and I, I find it kind of interesting that they've already announced that they want to have in-person activity um, in September, I mean, that does, um, it's a sign of hope, which is great, because the vaccines have started to roll out and everything, um, but I can't help but think that there's no way that this, it can be a completely, like, normal semester, the way it was, I'm guessing, a, a few years, you know, like, before, uh, pre-COVID, um, so it's just, it's going to be very interesting to see how they navigate that situation, and whether or not it'll be, you know, like a hybrid style or if it'll be full-blown in-person, which I feel like is just almost too, it, 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 it's unlikely that, you know, McGill will want to stuff 300 freshmen into a, you know, freshman level course, you know, cause, cause like, um, in first year, your courses are like massive. you you, you're in a, you're in a, you're in a class full of like 300 plus people. That's the case for my stats course and my math course and cognition, linguistics. Oh, linguistics, linguistics is actually a lot smaller. Um, but my economics class, it's, we're like a thousand children <laughs> just here to learn. Um, so it, it just seems a little bit unlikely that, you know, that, you know, that, <laughs> what am I trying to say? That uh, McGill would want to go ahead and, like, is very confident that this can happen. Um, so it, it's possible that those, for those types of courses, I mean, um, there'll be more of, like, there'll be more of, like, an online aspect to it. So maybe they'll have, like, both options available, um, and maybe assign people certain days based on whatever it is, like their last name, um, whether or not they can attend like an in-person class or I'm guessing um, seminars and tutorials will definitely be more of like have more emphasis on in, like the in-person activity or, you know, like those clubs and initiatives that the, the, the SMU or the what's it called student student association <laughs> like the, the like the clubs and the extracurriculars and the associations all you know organized and mediated by students like university students i think like so here it's it's um the abbreviation they have so many abbreviations in this university like i'm lost all the time i don't even know what half of these mean but I, i'm still getting all these emails saying like 
oh, we, um, monthly newsletter from ASUS, or AUS, or SUS, or SSMU, and I'm like, hello, can someone please, um, explain all of this encrypted language to me? I'm confused, (laughs) but now I've actually, you know, I've become a little more familiar with all this stuff, but anyway, it's just, what was I saying? Okay, yes, um, (laughs) there'll be, maybe there'll be more in-person activity for, like, you know, these associations and everything, and hopefully, like, the association that I'm part of, uh, like, the main one that I'd say I'm part of here, um, with my religious community here, um, will be able to host some in-person events as well, um, because, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I've mentioned, but, um, I am, uh, like, a, a representative <laughs> in this, in this, uh, religious, like, community association affiliated with McGill, but it's really for, like, all Montreal students who are part of, like, this religion. It's called the, um, the MISA, so Montreal Ismaili Student Association, and, um, I'm, I, alongside two other fabulous ladies, <laughs> are, like, first-year representatives, and, um, it's funny because whenever we speak to, like, the upper years who are, like, still involved in the association, they're always saying, like, oh, like, last year, things were so different, we would have had this and this and this, and it's like, oh, wow, that's great, um, let's do some Zoom events, <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to sound like, like, um, that this year has been, like, bad or anything, despite being online, and actually, I think, um, the way this particular association's transition from in-person to online has actually been, like, quite great, um, at least, from my perspective, <laughs> um, like, as an incoming, like, freshman, I feel like I, I still feel that sense of community within this larger community, <laughs> um, but still, it's still kind of sad to hear about all those fun things that would have happened um, if this were an in-person year, and I, I feel like I've spoken enough about, you know, all those things, those, like, charming things and happy things about first year that I, I guess, mean my cohort <laughs> missed out on in like the previous episode so you guys can listen more about that if, if you if you so desire um but yeah I feel like honestly I I really don't know what to expect um with this whole announcement of in-person activity hopefully it goes well and it can't not be bad um <laughs> I'm just worried about you know, in-person learning, because I haven't done that in a year, <laughs> and it's really easy to just, like, fall out of that habit, and, um, get more into, like, watching the recordings, but, um, personally, this semester, I have been attending all my classes live, just because that's just mainly how I like to operate, despite the one class where the prof actually delivers pre-recorded, um, lectures, and then during the actual class sessions, it's, like, a Q&A or a discussion on the on the material or the readings or whatever it is um like besides those I'm actually kind of nervous <laughs> about in-person learning because well I guess particularly for my math class I feel like I prefer it online just because um mainly because of the way my math prof had delivered uh, this course, it was, it's actually through YouTube Live, I don't know if I mentioned that, um, great prof, Sidney Trudeau, um, I mean, he, I feel like he makes the content more enjoyable than it, than it would be, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) um, anyways, what I'm trying to say is that the way he delivers 
his、uh, lectures is very accommodating because, on I don't know if you guys know, but like on YouTube Live, you can sort of re, like, go back, like fast forward. Um, depending on whether you're watching the thing actually live or if you started a little late and just like went back a few minutes,、um, you can always like pause and、um, it's, it's just a very accommodating platform. And I just, I just really like the way it's being, <clears throat> excuse me, being delivered.、Um, unfortunately, actually, this is going to be my last math class, knock on wood. That、um, <laughs> this is the last math class I'll ever have to take in university. Um, it's calculus too, in case you were wondering. It's, it's, it's a fun time. It's a really fun time.、Um, I'm not lying. <laughs>、um, but anyway,、um, I guess even for like, my economics class, it's been, it's, it's been interesting.、Um, despite our horrendous midterm, which I will not speak about, <laughs>、um, it, it, it's been interesting as well because, like, I don't know, maybe it's just the profs. That can really make a difference to how you engage with the content of the course. Because、um, previously, I, I, I really enjoy economics. I, I would say I enjoyed it, I enjoyed learning about it, but I've always had kind of like iffy teachers,、um, even in high school. Sorry if. Damn, I really hope they're not listening to this right now. Otherwise,、uh, it's fine. It's, it's mostly in the past.、Um, But I've just always had like kind of eh teachers. <laughs>、um, but I, that never really like discouraged my enjoyment for the subject, even though sometimes I would hate it. But I just I, I find it fascinating and very applicable, which is good. But、um, that just sort of makes me realize how much of an impact like a teacher or a professor or I guess a TA can really. Um, affect the way you experience the course as a whole, or like the class or subject matter or whatever it is.、Um, <clears throat> because if you have like a really strong, like interesting, engaging professor or teacher or whoever, tutor, I don't care,、um, it can really make a difference and can even like help foster a passion for the subject because of the way you're engaging with it. and I mean, like, it, it's really hard to, to,、um, to like, gauge these sort of things because,、um, of course, there are people who, who, like, for certain subject matters, it comes so naturally to them and they can thrive no matter what teacher you have.、Um, I, maybe, I feel like I could say、um, the same for me in, like, a few, a few、uh, subjects.、Um, but,、uh, But for the majority of people, it doesn't really come as, not all subjects come as naturally to them as it would for others. You know what I mean? Like,、um, and so in that regard, professors and teachers really do have an impact on how a student can like, engage with the material. Okay, that was, that's my rant <laughs> for the day, just about like, education, particularly like, secondary and post secondary.、Um, But yeah, I always thought about what it would be like to be a teacher. Because, like, as a student,、um, been a student basically my whole life,、um, experienced a lot of teachers coming, coming and going and everything and all sorts of shapes and sizes and formats. <laughs>、um, safe to say, I feel like I, I'm pretty experienced 
as a, as a student. But um, it's always like been fascinating to me to know what it would be like on the receiving end. Like I have I have um, engaged in sort of situations where I'd be I'm in like a teaching role. But imagine what it's like to be a teacher as a profession and like you're it's like a huge responsibility because I mean particularly for like teachers who teach um, people who are at a younger age and their brains are still developing because um, like honestly I, I would say maybe between the ages of like two and seven is when our brains are just like huge sponges for knowledge and like our brains are really just in the peak of development right now um not not necessarily in terms of like language because that's sort of before maybe around like the one two year mark um I mean it, it it's still prominent but um around two to seven that's when you're really just experiencing the world as this individual like where your brain is a sponge essentially um and you're learning all these things and so like it's a huge responsibility on like the teacher's part or the the parent's part, whoever is, you know, engaging in education with a child um, at that age. It's a huge responsibility because like they may not realize it or maybe they do realize it and sometimes it just goes wrong. (laughs) But um, they really do play like a huge role in almost shaping how this child can like view the world. Um, And it can really have like a like a lifelong like lasting impact. And so... I actually remember my parents used to send me, sent me, what am I saying? Can I speak English? No, I can't. Um, <laughs> my parents used to send me to these like religious education classes, which um, they really varied sometimes. Sometimes it was like a great experience. Other times it was like, oh my God, why am I here? Get me out of here. <laughs> um, not to, not, I'm not trying to say that I was, um, that that sort of education wasn't useful to me, but I actually feel like when I think back, um, going to those classes played like a huge role in how I view life now. I mean, I, I, it's really like hard to tell because, you know, there's, there's always like that nature versus nurture debate, whether nature plays more of a role, like your innate knowledge and whatever. I'm really getting into like, oh, okay, relax, Sarah. Um, <laughs> whether it's like the nurture that plays a more prominent role, but Mainly, it's, like, how nature and nurture inter- intertwine and, like, interact with one another within a being, um, a human being as myself. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is it's it can be kind of hard to gauge um, how much the shape, like, the, the, the environment influences someone's development. But it, you can't ignore the fact that um, uh, all these external influences do have an impact on you, especially when you're at a young age. And... I do like I, I if I were, if I could ever like go back in time I would I don't know if I would change anything because all of these experiences that I've gone through in my life from like age 2 to age 3 to age 5 to age 10 etc all these experiences shaped me into who I am today I feel like especially in my teen years <laughs> I'm seeing this like I'm not still a teen I am still a teen lol um, <laughs> um, but when I, when I, you know what I mean, when I, when I was, like, younger in my, like, puberty years, whatever you want to call it, um, where you're really still trying to find yourself at, like, a younger age, and you're exposed to all these new different feelings and experiences, and, 
I feel like if I hadn't gone through all of that, I wouldn't be the person I am today. And I still have such a long way to go. I'm only freaking 19 years old almost. <laughs> so I don't even know. I feel like I've just been doing too much self-reflection. I need to relax. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, I feel like that was mainly what was on my mind. I kind of went on like a little stream of consciousness thing. Um, but that's what's entertaining to me. And so hopefully it was entertaining to you as well. um anyways thank you all for joining me on this wonderful occasion of my 19th birthday almost um actually oh my god fun fact i cannot believe i did not preface this episode by saying this but the day i'm recording this it's the 10th of march um can you guys guess what day it is today it's you'll never guess it's actually quite um mind-blowing and crazy and awesome it's the 69th day of the year. <laughs> this is funny because my friend and I, my friend Mariana and I, we were talking about this, I think last night. We were like, huh, when is the 69th day of the year? And I Googled it and it was, we were like, oh, I bet it's like later. And I guessed the 9th of March and it's literally the 10th of March. So I was only off by one day. Um, I guess maybe in a leap year, it would be the 9th of March um, because of like that extra day in February. But it's crazy how it's literally the 69th day of the year crazy ah i was born on a boring 71st day of the year it's okay it's not that boring it's only two days off from 69 gang (laughs) um so yeah i think we need to declare this as a national holiday no no international holiday um the day of 69 um hopefully you guys understand this reference and i don't sound like a complete idiot if you do send me a message. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. You don't have to. Um, So hopefully you understood. I guess if you didn't understand the reference, this entire portion of the episode is going to make absolutely no sense to you. So I'm sorry about that. Maybe Google it. Actually, don't. If you're prone to um, getting shocked by certain things, maybe don't. But it's entertaining. Maybe Urban Dictionary will have a good... um, a good definition for it you know what maybe i could google it hold on give me one second yeah okay they kind of have like weird definitions for it it's (laughs) it's uh, (laughs) i feel like i can't even say this on the pod right now how about you you guys um if you don't know what it means just just google it up on urban dictionary did i just say google it up on urban dictionary wow i'm just inventing words right now this is great anyways Thank you all for joining me on this Once in a Blue Moon. That would be a great name for this podcast. Because, you know, I've been thinking of renaming this podcast. Once in a Blue Moon. (gasps) Guys! This is revolutionary. Okay. All right. You know what? I'm going to think about it. I'm going to consult my uh, marketing manager. And by marketing manager, I mean, like, my friends. <laughs> on whether or not I should rename this podcast to Once in a Blue Moon. Because they literally just post Once in a Blue Moon. And I love the color blue. And the moon is pretty cool. Okay, nice. Thanks for joining me on this wonderful train of thought. We learned a lot. We laughed a lot. We reflected. It's been great. Um, thank you all for joining me. And hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And never forget, 69, always. Always. <laughs>